What's up, what's up? So today it is myself and Tim. We are missing the others because what's going on? I think Michael is getting ready for Cedia. Chana's on his way to California. And Aaron, you know, he does his own thing. So I'm not sure what he's up to. But Tim, what's up, man? Hey, I, uh, I'm glad to be on the show again. And uh, I'm sorry that the other guys couldn't make it. Yeah, well, it's always more fun with everybody here. Yep. But we got all the folks here in the chat. So you guys keep me busy. Make sure you ask all kinds of questions. And because I don't have to worry about the other guys, you guys will get more attention. How about that? That sounds good, right? It does. So let's see here. <clears throat> Who's here? I see Pancho. What's up? Netherlands. Wow. All right. What's up? RGA. RGA. Chris Windham. Mike Ortiz. Russell. What's up, Ike? Alvin. My beautiful wife. Um. Uh, Megatron with his uh, AKA Bic lover, Bic Acoustics lover. Snoots, what's up? <laughs> uh, Snoots says, why does Tim have a picture of a hot dog? <laughs> it does kind of look like that. A giant. Yeah. What have you been up to, Tim? Anything? Not much. Um, I was, and the reason you don't have a picture of me today tonight is I was trying to get my iPhone to work as a camera. Um, oh. There's, there's a... a it's it's called Shoot Pro or Shoot Something. Um, it turns your iPhone into a, a webcam of some sorts, mm -hmm. and uh, you can do any of the three lenses that I have the the front facing or the rear facing two cameras that I do have on my iPhone 11. Huh. And, and so what? It doesn't work with uh with Streamyard. Streamyard? Yeah. yeah, I got it working with Jitsi, but not Streamyard. Yeah, I think sometimes Streamyard's a little bit weird like that. So, yeah. So I I don't know what went went wrong. Any any but new audio stuff for you? I did get some speakers just recently. Um, the Monolith THX, uh, three six five mini towers. Oh, all right. I got three of those for my uh, front stage, obviously, and uh, I hope to be adding some more Monolith somethings. For the rears and heights, maybe. So, how do they sound so far? They you sound great. Before, right? and, and, and the funny thing is, I haven't done direct yet mm -hmm. on my Arcam. Um, so, I'm hopefully going to get that done next weekend. Mm. I got time for it next weekend, I think. Um, but it sounds great. And I, I'm just using the same settings that I was using with my JBL 8330s, which are speakers directly out of a. Um, uh, theater uh, surround positions um, speakers. Yeah, so, yeah it actually sounds cool. great with that setting. So I'm I'm not like too unhappy right now with just using that same direct you know calibration. But um, I'm hoping it will even sound that much better once I get that done. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, that's what I found about some of this uh, some of the better speakers. You know, a lot of the stuff from Monolith usually measures pretty flat. And yeah. when you go to, uh, you know, EQ, it's like, it doesn't really need, need to do too much, you know, kind of, I like it when the speaker is not so good. Like I recently did that Bose review of the Acoustamass fives. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, 
I think for the most part, audiophiles don't like that speaker. Mm-hmm. But I did a blind <laughs> test where I did that speaker versus an ELAC UB5, which a lot of people do like, and another speaker, which was the Acoustamass with just EQ. So it's so bad, it was like fun to EQ it. You know what I mean? It needed yeah, so much help. Yeah. But it was very EQable. And so yeah. a lot of people are like, yeah, I like C. And then when I did the reveal video, people are like, ah, oh, it's the same speaker. Like, I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you like a Bose speaker with EQ. Yeah. Yeah. EQ can do a lot. So, um, it, can. it can do more than some people think. Yes. Yes. I think so too. And speaking of EQ, um, yeah. So I didn't get very much sleep last night. I got, I went to bed at six. So I, maybe like three or four hours. So that's normal. <laughs> that's kind of oh, normal. Great. And reason being, um, I was kind of preparing my theater setup mm-hmm. because uh, Dr. Nilo, I don't know how to say his last name, Casimiro. I don't know. I don't know. He was uh, one of the founders and former CEO of Dirac. Mm-hmm. So he was, he's coming by and um, he said he wanted to bring the senior engineer from Dirac also. So like, oh man, I know they're going to want to, you know, listen to some demos. I better get my system, make sure it's sounding good, you know, because I also wanted to show him some magic yep. beans and like the stuff I've been working on. Right. Just yep, to you know, get perfect. Yeah. You want to get an idea of what the pros think, you know, this, they're in the business of room calibration. I like doing yeah. calibration and I wanted to see what they thought of my manual stuff that I've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, of course, doing all that, messing around with some, you know, different stuff. Uh, I blew one of the speakers, one of my rear speakers. It's all right. I have a ton of speakers. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah, I was using this, um, what do you call it? Kind of like an interface to try to do some yeah. DSP. And, like, it has so many volume controls. Anyway, yep. it was playing full blast. It got full power. And, I, you know, for a little oh. too long. So, yeah, Which one was course. it or that you blew up? It was a, a PSB. Okay. Yeah, PSB. Al- I forgot which one it was. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, so it wasn't I, one of your new monolith satellite things? E- no, it wasn't one of those. No. And the funny thing is, like, I I was doing a, a sweep and it was like, making all kinds of noise. I'm like, oh, that's not good. Luckily, I have many speakers to to use. So... That'll give me an excuse to try out another speaker there. Um, upside down bookie, yeah. It is an upside down one. Alpha P5, I think it's called. PSB Alpha. Yeah. So anyway, they came by today uh, for, I don't say, yeah. about three or four hours. So that was super cool, you know. Just, uh, just nerding out, you know, kind of like what we do here. What me and, and this guy, you know. What Reverend Slim and I do in the in most of the comment sections, where we sp- spend way too much time talking about, you know, theories and you know technical things. Yeah, it was fun to do that in person with, you know, with pros, right? With guys that know their stuff. They know their stuff, you know. Yes. So that was super cool. Got to do some demos with them. So I showed them some of my Magic Bean stuff, and I think they liked it. Yeah, you know. Cool. It's a, uh, it's tough to say because you know people are always they want to be nice. You know nobody's saying oh, kind of sounded crappy, right? So you kind of have to read between the lines. You have to look at their face and see like, 
you know, when they're not saying anything? Are they are they giving any hints that they don't really like it? You know. So uh, yeah, that was cool. They got to they showed me a few things that I can't talk about yet, but I'm sure all of you guys will find out pretty soon. Um, but yeah, what a cool experience. Uh, you know, one of the founders of Dirac came by just to hang out for a bit. That's That's really cool. cool. That is neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Any questions? Uh, I want to answer some questions today. Oh, here's one. Boxcar P, will there be an AV summit this year? Man, I really want to do one. I really, really do. Um, it's a time thing. It's a time thing, you know? Like I said, last night I, I slept for four hours. It's probably a good idea for me to get a little bit more sleep. But, man, not enough hours in the day to do everything. And, um, yeah, I really want to do one, though. And I've been getting questions, um, requests from other companies, too. Like, hey, are we going to do something or what? I, I, I want to do something. I got something to show. I'm like, all right. So, yeah, there is a demand for it, and I would love to do it. When? I think I think I'm almost ready. I think I'm almost ready. Um, you know, I had a bunch of videos to get out of the way. More keep coming in, but I'm starting to clear them aside a little bit. So, yeah, hopefully soon. Uh, what else? Oh, Ike also has a THX. Yeah, he's he, yeah he's got the in-wall version. I got the box version. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, <laughs> you said bows. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know those bows don't suck. I know everybody wants to, wants me to say that they are garbage, but they do their thing. They do what they need to do. They're tiny, and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what else? P three and P five. Um, just trying to see uh what you guys are saying here in the chat because I don't have the other guys here to uh you know distract me with their i don't have chana here to distract me about his uh latest wedding story i want to (laughs) take he probably (laughs) does have one some random stuff what he probably does have one i'm sure he does yeah if you don't see him for a week that means he's gonna have two um (laughs) we're not worthy i'm not worthy I was I was telling him like, oh man, it's such an honor, and he was like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm talking about uh, uh, Nilo, you know, founder of Dirac." I was like, "Wow, this is amazing," and I was just telling him, you know, I grew up kind of in like in the Burbank area, right, where you see you see like movie stars here and there. I don't really care, like mm-hmm. that, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you're in a movie, but like guys like this. I'm like, man, this is cool. This guy made this awesome thing that a lot of people use and love. I kind of got that same vibe when I uh, talked to Andrew Jones for the first time. I'm like, yeah, man, I love your speakers. So, yeah, I'm a nerd like that. Uh, What is this? Is there danger in plugging a port on a bookshelf speaker? Danger? Mm. Probably not, right? I don't know. What do you think? You're gonna lose a little bass, right? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna lose some bass extension. Um, 
I don't know that I don't want to say there's any danger, you know, unless you overpower it. No, actually, this no, I would say I just say no, there's no danger in plugging a port. It's yeah, I think actually ported a ported speaker is more likely to bottom out below the tuning frequency. So uh, if you seal a speaker, actually, you know, if you ever notice like a, a sealed woofer in an enclosure, it's harder to push down, you know? It doesn't flop around as much because it's sealed. And so, yeah, I think it just gives it more control. You you just might notice less bass. All right, what else we got here? What's bung? Uh, <laughs> regarding uh, Dirac, their new implementation, Nemo? Uh, how will this be compatible with mini DSP products like DDRC88A as it's going to be processor intensive. What's MIMO? Isn't that is that something? Is that something? Because I know that there was like a like some kind of like document or white paper leaked and they might have mentioned MIMO. I'm not sure exactly what that is. Um, yeah. If you could explain what that is. I haven't read the... Uh, the paper, but yeah, Dirac, Dirac is pretty smart. Let's just say that in that, uh, they use a lot of different names, mm -hmm. you know? So they might say Mimo here and it could be something else. So I don't know what that means. What's it? Oh. Okay. Okay. So Aaron just messaged me. He says he's, he's busy doing some, some, uh, school stuff for his daughter. Okay. Family comes first. Yes, yes, yes. What mains are you running, Joe and Tell? I am using the Monolith Encore T6 towers, and I think they're awesome. Yeah, they. I mean, when you run room correction, a lot of times it'll think that they go down to 20 hertz. I mean, they are kind of close to a wall, but that's pretty awesome. They're like, like 700 bucks a pair. You know what I mean? That's what, what I love about center, it. Center channel. What's that? What are you using for your center channel? Uh, the matching one from that series. Okay. It's the Encore C6. It's a sealed version. Yep. Um, yeah, I just think they sound awesome. You know, I love it because it's easier to make something that's expensive and you know, yeah, expensive. I guess to sound good, right? right. I'm sure if I had some uh, per listen here, I wouldn't need to do too much EQ. But it's interesting to me when, you know, a speaker is inexpensive, something that I think a lot of people could afford, yet it sounds really good to the point where I have no issue showing the guys at Dirac my system. I think, I think anybody would be pretty impressed with the system. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with the room correction, you know. But I think they, these are actually good, decent without room correction, hmm. but a lot better with yeah. All right. What else? Uh, Reverend Slim. Next thing you know, Derek's going to put out something called Magic Beans and drama will ensue. <laughs> hey, I can't say that I didn't try to make that happen. Let's just say that. Yeah. I would love for that to happen. You know, so that that's part, that was part of my, my deal. Like, I'm like, man, I, I'm going to show them this. Okay. So, I mean, I guess I can say what I did. Like, I sh I was just doing some A B comparisons. I'm like, hey, here's 
Dirac, right? And the, the default stuff that it does. Now, the, the thing is that, of course, you can change your own curves and do all your stuff with Dirac. But, you know, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with um, people who are not us, right? Mm-hmm. Who just want to run it and whatever it says is the answer. They're not going to go and try to download any curves. They're not going to try to do anything like that. They're just going to okay. run it, hit OK, and then that's it. They're done, you know? So I thought it would be interesting to do a comparison. It's pretty unfair, to be honest, in some ways, between their automatic versus what took me, I don't know, eight hours to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in, I think in, in ways, I would say that I think mine was superior in a tonality sense, you know? Okay. Um, and I don't, I don't know that they would disagree with that. To be honest, I think that's the main thing, you know, the main thing is the tonality is really good on it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Dirac does some pretty cool stuff, you know, I'm sure, you know, Tim, the, the yeah. like, time alignment stuff and like the phase. phase stuff. Yeah. Dude, how's the imaging on Dirac though? Right. It's well, it's pretty good. I, I will, you know, do the caveat is cause I was running the JBL 8330, you know, cinema speakers out of a theater. Um, and I don't know on how well they performed really with imaging, mm. but now that I have these monoliths, it's a little bit better and just a little bit more refined, if mm-hmm. I can say that. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting direct done on it soon. You know, like yeah. You said. Yeah. You know, imaging is one of those things. I wouldn't say that imaging is the top, you know, if like for most people, if you're to decide like this system versus that system, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure that imaging is up there somewhere, you know, how accurate something images, but I wouldn't say it's a top thing. You know, if you, if you had something that imaged real well, but doesn't have enough base, you know, I think you probably want something with more base. Unless you have a one seat theater. uh, Yes. Yes. So I think base is extremely important. Having the right tonality. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But what I've noticed with Dirac is, you know, just more precision, right? So sometimes it's sometimes it's fun when you don't have it calibrated because, you know, stuff is kind of happening all over the place. But you realize sometimes you run the calibration, you're like, oh, that's only supposed to come from this one location, not all these different locations. Yeah. So I think a lot of people aren't used to that because it just seems like a... Sometimes it seems like a narrower soundstage when in actuality it's just more precise. And when you listen to something that's supposed to sound wide, it still sounds wide. It's just not that it's just everything doesn't sound wide. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Any specific details about the newest Dirac edition or was there just a news post about it or something? Mm, you'd have to tell me what what the details are of this Dirac Joe yeah. may be under NDA. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I can, if you bring something up, that's, that's not my fault. Yeah. You can, you can bring up whatever you like. Um, uh, what does Russell say? When you, youth man and I were selling bows at Circuit City 20 years ago, the bows bookshelf 151, Acoustic Mass 10, 15, and 25 in the lifestyle system were all not the best back then. No, nope, no. Nope. 
I don't think they were the best. There were there was always better stuff. Hey, the, he left me out. I was at Circuit City too. You were at Circuit City too, yeah. Yes. What department? Audio, of course. Audio. Um, uh, I uh, was there. I'm gonna guess around '94, 1994. Okay, I was a little bit like later, maybe like '99, yeah, 2000 ish. I think we had the JBL L series and some Infinity um, Emmett R tweeter series speakers. Mm. If you know those speakers. Mm, I, I just remember. I can't remember. Uh, exactly I remember what... Infinity was a thing back then, though. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were halfway decent. Is They're Kappa a thing? Is Infinity Kappa? That sounds familiar. Yeah, it, I don't know if it was a Kappa series or not. Somebody can maybe tell us in the chat. Uh, let's see. Back in the nineties, what 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 did they have? Yeah, Infinity. Is Cap maybe Cap is a car audio thing? I don't know. No, I th I think it's also okay. Hmm. Mark says, "How much trouble is Odyssey in now?" Um, I'm assuming that you're referring to some of the leaks that are showing that the new Denon uh, and Morantz products have the option for Dirac. Is that it? Probably. I'm assuming that's what. It is. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I have an opinion on that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know that it's useful, though. You know, I've told the guys at Odyssey what I think of them I've, and their product, and I've told the guys at Dirac today what I think of them and their product. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I'd rather tell them directly, you know. But I, I don't know. What do you think? You think they're in trouble? Me? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, well, it, they're not going to go out of business. I don't think because mm -hmm. there's no, there's still going to be plenty of people buying Denon and not wanting to pay the two fifty, three hundred, three fifty, five hundred dollar price that Direct is going to demand. Mm -hmm. um, now, when they started including that for free. Uh, like they I'm did with Oral. That one. Like if they did with Oral. Free, yeah. That's that if it's free, that's tough, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what their deal is. I I don't know what the relationship is with Odyssey. Mm -hmm. But they don't charge for Odyssey. It's kind of right. like, you know, YPOW has come to Yamaha. So it's just kind of their their thing. Um they used to license it out to other companies like Onkyo, but I haven't really seen too much you know, in the AVR space with Odyssey, it's just Denon and Marantz, you know? So it used to be Onkyo. I, I have heard that they do stuff with, you know, movie theaters, uh, IMAX theaters, and um, and I think in the car audio space as well. Yeah. So it might not even be a big deal to them. Who knows? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, if the other one were free... That would be that would be weird. Yeah, and at that point, I think Denon and Marantz would have to make a decision of which way they lean, or mm -hmm. or which what you know what what you know the feedback hopefully from customers and saying, hey, yes, we we, we love Dirac and we love it more than Odyssey or vice versa. And mm -hmm. um, I I just see that could be a problem. Yeah, 
if it was free. Well, you know what's interesting though is what if it was all so the tricky thing is Odyssey is comes with it, right? Yeah. They'd still have to pay for multi QX two hundred bucks. Yeah. Um they currently have to pay for Dirac. But it's almost like what if they were just compatible? What if Den and Morantz was just compatible with different room corrections? Like you could choose anyone, like whoever wants to license it. You know, if you ha- if Room Perfect said, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna allow people to use Room Perfect, but it's gonna be three hundred bucks." Yeah. You know, that might be interesting. Yeah. Right. Like, just give you the option. Which one do you? Which one do you want to use? Or you can maybe have all of them and you know try them out. That might be a a cool thing. But I don't I don't see very many other you know companies in that space that are trying to license out their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Trendob is not doing anything. Who else? Room Perfect, uh, Anthem. Yeah. Anthem? Hmm. I don't know. I'm looking at a box for Sonar Works. They do stuff for like computers and equalizing headphones. So yeah, I don't that. know. I think it's I, I like competition though. Yeah. I, I like options. Yeah. You know, I don't think yeah. that any one company should be the only option. You know. Yeah. yeah. And I do. I do hope that Odyssey stays around. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. um, it because, like you're saying, competition is the only way to advance things. Yeah, um, or at least that's how I look at it. Yeah, it's usually if you're the only only game in town, there's you, not too much not too much incentive to change, right? Because like right. change is risk, right? If you have a great thing going on and then you change it up, it could be that people don't like it, you know. But if there's competition, you kind of have to, you're forced to take these risks. You're you're forced to have to improve and change, and it could be bad. It could be, it could be good, but you almost have to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I hope there's some more competition in the space. Mm-hmm. Mm. What else here? Are we taking calls today? Yeah, I'm, I'm set up to take calls. I just wanna. I don't get a chance to um, read the comments a lot of times. So oh, I'm yeah. just taking my no, time no. and I'm enjoying reading comments. No, no. You see anything interesting there? Not forcing you. Um, uh-huh. Let's see here. Man, you guys are, are faster than me. Kappa confirmed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anthony Perez is also a Circuit City alum. Yes. Back when I was working there, I had to wear a jacket, a suit jacket. Sport oh, coat, really? Sport coat, whatever. And yeah, they I, changed it up. We had the, um, like, the burgundy shirts. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, man. We got to go back. Finding Mimo. All right. Mimo, isn't that, like, something for, like, a Wi-Fi routers or something? I have no idea. Um. Okay, so he says here, or memo using all speakers to effectively base manage and even handle reflections. For example, um, FL floor floor speaker reflections at one thousand hertz. The new Dirac would cancel out the reflection with the surround back left speaker. That sounds crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying that he's got it wrong or anything I no i mean that you know if direct can pull stuff off like that that's amazing 
Yeah, I gotta be careful here. So let's just say, let's just say, I think I've read some papers, I've seen some papers around where they've used this type of technology in car audio, I believe. Actually, it was Andrew Jones that told me a while back. He's like, yeah, you know, my car uh, is a, you know, this Volvo has this Dirac thing and they use the other speakers to cancel. I'm like, man, that sounds crazy. Like, oh, okay. So maybe they've had this for a while. Multiple, okay. Multiple input, multiple output. Joe is about to make more money off the lawsuit than the bean sale. What what lawsuit? What lawsuit are we talking about? Am I missing something? Yes, inform us easily. What? <laughs> um, uh, Some guy asking uh, from Australia about his uh, setup and asking if he wants to do a power amp. Okay. Can you star stuff on here or no? You I can't. Don't know. Okay. I don't know how to. For those who are beginning, let me see. What are you guys saying? I'm just going to bring them up on the screen so you can read along with me. So um, Martin says, for those who are beginners and are lazy, is there any difference between running Odyssey off the AVR versus running MultiQX without tweaking things other than crossover or small and large settings? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're... There are differences that you wouldn't actually expect, and it's kind of something that they discovered later on, which is that the distance calculations, uh, if you were to run it directly off the AVR, or um, even with the, what do you call it? The editor app, MultiQ, not, what was it called? Odyssey editor app. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't calculate, <laughs> it doesn't calculate the distance correctly. So there's some kind of like conversion error that happens that causes an issue. Uh, if you run it with MultiQX, it doesn't have that issue. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that that seems like something that they should really fix, right? Yes. Yeah. Eventually. I don't think that you should have to pay 200 bucks to get the right distance settings. That's tough. That's a or, tough or, one. Or trying That's to re one. recomputate itself or for yourself and saying, okay, I got to subtract this much from the left and this much from the center or add or whatever it is. Yeah. So I, I use MultiQX, so I don't have to do yeah. that. But maybe maybe somebody on one of the forums has some kind of calculator that you can use or like, you know what, just do this, like, like you're saying, Tim. Yeah. yeah. Where you can convert it and get the right answer. So unfortunately, that's the that's the main thing I could think of. Um, the other thing is, of course, with MultiQX, you can do a lot more as far as creating your own mm, target curves, but you can kind of do that. You can do that with the uh, $20 editor app as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more like if you're really a pro at REW, you can start creating filters and export it from REW, import it into uh, MultiQX, and your AVR just kind of turns into a mini DSP where you throw filters in there. It does exactly what you say and, you know, you get the sound that you want. But you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. All right. What's up, Chris? I want Morantz with balanced out Dirac and measures good. Yeah. Why not? Reverend Slim, I'm hoping it's going to be something Atmos related, but it doesn't look like it. Um. 
anytime I see Reverend Slim, I'm expecting something Atmos related and I'm excited. You know? Yep. yep. I, I'm I'm always excited to engage with him when it comes to Atmos stuff because yeah, it's it's fun to um to spar with somebody who's capable. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh he says there are some minor okay, he's just responding to somebody. Bose was a Sonos of the 90s, yeah. Okay, so, man, I'm trying to catch up here. Um, okay, Apples are parallel, or slightly lower than reference. Okay. Okay, what is this rumor? Rumor is that the new DNM AVRs have the speed of sound correction built in. Okay, good. So it should be interesting to see if anyone bothers with Dirac. Average consumer will probably be fine with Odyssey. Yeah. You know, that's a good point, though, right? Yep. Because for us, we're like, yeah, of course. Man. You know, yeah, Dirac, right? But for most people, I don't know. I don't know that they're going to care so much. And the other thing is, you know, somebody who's going to spend on a, you know, what, 3800H, are they really an average consumer, though? Aren't they going to buy the S line? You know, are they going to really go for the X line where it's, you know, 2000 bucks and up? I don't know. Hmm. I think somebody who's looking at those products are maybe already more of an enthusiast. Just my guess. By the way, Audio Vice um, mm -hmm. Live uh, or Audio Vice um, uh, put up a video, I think, of the new Denon 50 oh, they... and 60. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw. You know, I, I mean, Marantz. Yeah, I haven't even reviewed the original one. Yeah, they look cool though. The new Marantz is out. <laughs> Their excuse was what? There wasn't enough processing power left to fix the distance error. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I hope they didn't really say that. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but it all—it just sounds not true. Yeah, they could be true though. I just don't know. Um. Yep, the Onkyo RZ50 has direct live, but no preamp mode. Yeah. Uh oh, yeah. Trinov room correction is available on the higher end JBLs. Yep. But then you're buying the uh, Trinov itself, basically, right? E yeah, it starts getting expensive. I think they actually work together. Yes. At some point, um, on on some of the room correction. Okay, here's the question you're talking about. Yes. Mosin says, hi from Australia. What's up? My room size is six... What? what, what? Meters. Meters. Okay. No. Six by 4.8 by 2.7 meters. I have to do a calculation. You know how to do... You know how to calculate that? I my don't have system, it ready, but no. <laughs> my current system, Yamaha AVR, Yamaha RX V2085. Speakers are Klipsch 8000F, Klipsch 504C Atmos, Pro 16RC Klipsch SVS PB3000 Sub. And then his question, follow-up, was that, do you think a power amp will make a difference? Mm, hold on a second. I got to look at this again. I need to know what that room size is. So let me see. What is it? Times three or something like that? Yeah, give or take. Okay. 
Sorry, a dumb American here. <laughs> and I'm speaking just for myself. Oh, uh, we're both dumb. Uh, okay, so what? 18 by, by 15 by what? I'm going to just a prop. Oh, eight feet. Wow. Okay, so pretty big space, huh? Yeah. Pretty big space. Um, 8,000 F clips. I guess, you know, here's here's a way to figure it out is are you hitting distortion limits, right? Do you want to be able to play your system louder and your speakers are fine. They're like, yeah, I could play all day. But your amp sounds like it's starting to get crunchy, right? That'll give you a hint like, yeah, I could probably use a little bit more power. I mean, that's what I would go for. That's what I would look at, like, you know, just from a, a practical sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would do that first. You know what I mean? Yeah, I ran, you know what? I actually ran my speakers off of a uh, off of an AVR for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was it's rare it was rare that I felt like oh man I need more power in order to to hear these speakers, you know. Mm -hmm. But I got a good deal on the Parasound A52 plus. So I'm like, "Ah, eh, I'll just get it." Yeah. I don't Chris know Wind that huh? Chris Wyndham says 3.3 feet. 3.3, okay. So it's a pretty big room. For me. Um yeah, you know, uh, my my tendency is always to say not to buy something first. I don't know why. I'm the opposite of Chana, where he's like, just buy it. Yeah, treat yourself. Yeah, I would say, you know, the question I would have is, what else could you possibly buy that would give you even more of a performance boost? Yeah. You know, whether it's another sub, whether it's, um, you know, doing some DSP stuff, Maybe getting some speakers, you know, some different speakers. It depends, you know. If you love those speakers, then don't don't get new speakers. But, um, you know, the app is not usually the first thing that I would go for, unless something told me, hey, I need I need more power. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think? You 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 good with that advice, Tim? Or you, yeah, you don't agree. <laughs> You the like, you like amps, have, actually. Hold on. You like amps? The only reason I have amps is because I have a preamp processor. Ah. Uh, so need, I have to have amps, or at least powered speakers. But you get big old amps, though. It's I, not like you, can, well, you don't I go with like the small little amp. You, got the, you saw some big old amp you showed us last time. I did get some Hafler amps, and then one of them blew up my um, center speaker, 8330. And at least it wasn't a monolith that was cost money. Um, yeah. Uh, so I took those half flares and sold them. Except for the one that blew up and shot sparks across the living room floor. That's scary. It was. That's crazy. At least I was there for it and not out of the room or something when it blew up. It it uh it messed up your speaker, didn't it? It did. It did. It it welded the voice coil and of the woofer and mm -hmm. probably pop the tweeter in the mid-range too okay so martin says he responds to most and says i have a similar setup except the denon x3700 and i went to a separate with a large room it made zero difference my 3700 runs cooler and that's it you know what martin 
thank you for being honest because almost everybody who buys something, the tendency is usually to say, yeah, it does make a difference. I'm, I'm guilty of it too, right? Yeah. If I spend a lot of money on something, I'm hoping it makes a difference. So I, yeah, I want it to make a difference. So any small, maybe something, I, I think I might hear something. But then, you know, if, if you're going to be honest, it's not that noticeable. If it is a difference, a lot of times, right? I'm not saying in every single case, but amplifiers has never been the thing for me that, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know, at least I know with the current power that I have now, it's enough to blow up my speaker, which I did yesterday. So hey, yeah. we're blowing up speakers together here. Yeah, we're not. It's not a issue of power. It's a issue of uh, making sure I don't deliver too much power to these speakers. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is kind of a funny side thing. So William says he wore a full suit when he worked at Fry's. Oh, Fry's Electronics. Oh, yes. I love Fry's. Um, he wore a full suit at Fry's, but then this other comment this one. So it's funny to think about because I sell real estate and I don't wear a full suit. <laughs> <laughs> so full suit selling... Uh, what did you sell at Fry's? Hard drives or something? You know? RAM? Motherboards? I don't know. TVs? Yeah. Missing Techno Dad. Yes, we are also. Yeah. Where's his rant? I know. You know, he calls me all the time. So uh, I'm not missing him too much. <laughs> Every time, it, it could be the smallest thing. Hey, dude. What? Dude, I just found this thing. All right. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. I just want to let you go. Okay, bye. That's, that's how it goes. Um, the Alltech Geek. How's it going? He says the best part of Dirac Live is Harmon uh, 10 dB target curve, a.k.a. Youth Man target curve. Yeah. Yeah. Bump that up. I think my new recommendation for people is when you're doing your room correction, start with a bass high and go down, right? Not the other way. Don't start low and keep go high to the point where you're like, you know what? That's just too much. You know, when it's too much, then back it off. You know, watch a few movies and, you know, get it to the verge of like almost annoying and I think once you get to that sweet spot, you'll be at a pretty decent spot. Um, Let's see here. Tim's the best. He is. Tim is the best. Thank you, Mr. AA. (laughs) Yeah, we're very lucky to have you, Tim. Very, very. Change uh, and multiple. Okay, what is, okay. Reverend Slim always has the answer. Yes, we should, you know what? Call in later on. We could use we could use some of your wisdom. Change the AVR to metric and then multiply the distance by 0.875. So he's this is referring to the distance calculation for uh, Denon and Marantz. If you're not using MultiQX, it may well, it's not going to give you the correct distance. So what you want to do? So I'm assuming how do you do this? You you do the measurement. Um, let's say with the AVR, it spits out a distance, right? 
And what you'll want to do is convert that to metric, then multiply the distance by 0.875, and then use those values. That's what he says. Yeah. Uh, you know, he hasn't steered me wrong so far, except for, you know, an Atmos, that hold out most thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so William, what are you saying here? I don't really see the point of Moran's AVRs even existing. It's basically Denon AVRs for a third more money. <laughs> well, William, you know what? I I I kind I kind of kind of agree. You know, I don't. I think they found that they don't even measure as well because they use that HDAM that's supposed to make it sound more musical. I'm not. I'm not for that. I don't even like the look of them to be honest. I you know the little portal thing. Yeah, you have to open it to be able to see the screen, right? You have to open the bottom part to see the rest of the screen. Yeah, I'll stick to the den and stuff. I think it even looks better. Um, usually you get more features for the money. I'm all about the den and stuff over the Marantz, but it is a third more money. And I'm guessing that there are people out there with a third more money than me that don't mind spending the extra third. Yeah. So, hey, if somebody must be buying them, right? Otherwise, they would stop producing them. So, I think it's that name. You know, I had an yeah. old Marantz 2220B. Old school Marantz. Beautiful metal knobs. You know, cool font on there. It sounded really awesome. It sounded cool when you turned it on. It had, you know, it was just like the... A, it was a receiver, not even AVR. It was the receiver to get at the time, I guess. I mean, I wasn't around in the 70s, but you know, it looked like the receiver to get at the time. They were all they were a little bit more expensive, but really good. You know, I think they're kind of writing off that name still. You know, I think a lot of the the maybe the folks that were around at that time just knew Morantz was the thing to get. So now they have money, they're gonna get the Morantz. So uh, it's just a guess. Um, let's see here. Reverend Slim says, Clips typically gets loud enough on their own not to need an external app, but it might be worth it if you want to toy with lower crossover points. Yep, exactly. I agree. It's usually those lower frequencies that demand... Well, it is the lower frequencies that demand the most power. Mm -hmm. So if you're running them full range, that might be the reason to get external amplification. But if you're coming cutting them off at 80 hertz and using a sub, I'd say spend the money on another sub. That's where the power needs to go, right? And you'll get smoother bass. Uh, right. What else we got here? What the heck? It's 47 minutes in? Yes, we are. How did we? How did so much time pass? Uh, we're having fun. What the heck? I can't... Dude... I thought we we're. I seriously thought we were like 15 minutes in right now. Yes, that's crazy. Oh my good. Sup, everyday J, everyday J with the sunglasses. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm just having fun, I guess. When I worked at Fry's, I worked in components. I sold hard drives, process, and RAM. I nailed it. Probably some <laughs> few hard drives, um, a few motherboards here and there too. That's hilarious. That's awesome, man. Uh, what speakers are behind you? The speakers are the ones that I collaborated with. Um, uh, one, two, three, Toyd, 
and we we built this one. It's like a powered powered speaker using some parts from uh, Parts Express. They called the Dynas. Yeah, Angela knows Dynas, which stands. You know, this is we asked the community what should we call these speakers, and they said Dynas, which stands for Do I Need a Sub? And they kind of don't. These little bookshelf speakers are ridiculous. That was the whole purpose. We took a subwoofer, a voxel subwoofer, small with a four, five and a quarter inch woofer. And uh, we basically made a speaker starting with that. So that's that was cool. fun. It's cool. Chana called me while I was at work and I waved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he waved his boss off the talk about Atmos for 45 minutes. Man, I love this guy. Love this guy. That's what it's all about. You see, he got he's got his priorities straight, right? Like the boss wants you to, you know, talk, but hey, hold on a second. Important stuff. Atmos. Um is there too much apps that you can have for your home theater? Too much? I guess if it doesn't fit on your rack anymore, if you're um if you're not a, a, you know able to afford groceries, that's not a good sign. Um, if all your speakers are blowing up, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. You know, you can't ask an audio audio guy like us mm -hmm. what's too much because mm -hmm. almost everything that we have is too much. It's kind of the name of the game, right? I agree. Yeah. Do you do you need more subs, Tim? How are you on the subs? Well, okay. So I did make that one comment one time to you um, that I, I feel my base is flabby. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it, it, it's a weird word, but <laughs> what I describe it as. Um, it works. I get it. Uh, it's, I have a huge room. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm going to guess 35 feet by mostly 20 feet. Yeah, that is huge. It, and eight foot ceilings and it's all concrete uh, floors and ceilings of course carpet over the concrete but um it, it's it's an older condo building and i don't have complaints from any of the neighbors so do i need more subs i don't know if i'm not getting complaints maybe i do <laughs> well um well do you think more subs would fix the, the... flabbiness yeah yeah i i I think, well, I had my eye on the 16-inch uh, monolith um, mm -hmm. um, or even the 13-inch when it was mm. on sale a couple weeks ago, maybe more than that, maybe a month ago. They mm. had a, a, a site-wide discount. I don't remember what it was, 10%, 5%, whatever, that knocked their sale price down even further. Mm. So I think it was like $1,500 for the 16-inch. So, so what you're describing, though, yeah, it doesn't sound like you're you have issues with you know the common issues with bass, which is like oh I, I, I'm getting a null or a peak here. Like those are the yeah, common issues, no, right? No, I when you say I, flabby, it sounds like you're getting too much like reverberation. It's possible. Is that it? It's possible. I don't have any treatment in the room, so right. it, and I'm and just saying most of the ceiling the ceiling is obviously concrete and because concrete. Large room sounds like a, yeah, yeah. Sounds like it's just asking for a reverb, which uh, 
who's it that said the thing about the Mimo thing? If that's true, that sounds like it would be good for that. Yes. I wonder, and I don't want you to break your NDA, but I wonder if uh, it's going to come down to older equipment or you have to buy new equipment. You know, the good thing is I don't know. Huh. <laughs> the hardest thing is when I know and I can't say anything, but when I don't know, I just, that's easy. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Be awesome to know that someday soon. Have you heard when the new direct upgrade will be available on the new Denons? You know what? Usually you guys know. I think it stuff. was 2020, 2023 early. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is what I saw. Yeah. You guys usually know before I do, you know, uh, you got to get Phil Jones back on the show to go over the new models. Yeah, that would be good. I, I always like to have Phil on. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah. Him and I both talk a lot. You should hear how we sound on the phone. It's hilarious. I've said it multiple times, though. We're both like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen to this. Hold on. No, no. You, It's hilarious. Just talking we over both, each other. Yeah, well, we both got to get our point across, you know? Okay. You know, so it's a, it's a funny sight. Uh... Snoots, what's up? What's up, my dude? Always trying to get me to buy some Kef stuff. What's up? The reason I've been looking at three-channel external amps is my paradigms are shown to measure and dip to 3.1 ohms in the 190 to 500 hertz range. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's demanding, basically. Hmm. Mm. Right. It wouldn't be a bad idea. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, Snoots, you, dude, you, you know what you're doing. You know, you're not you're not the average dude that's just going to buy something just, well, I don't know, maybe you are. <laughs> um, yeah. It does look like you have a nice nice car there, though. Yeah, he's got some nice stuff. He's always trying to tell me, oh, dude, you need to buy some Kef. Kef this, Kef that. Try out the KF95s. Yeah. I am interested, though. I haven't reviewed enough Kef stuff. Dre Barnes, Joe, have you heard and direct upgrade will be available? Oh yeah, I just read that one. Um what else? Um Okay, hold on a second. I'm gonna take some calls real quick, but dang, I'm trying to get through all these uh questions. Uh have any of you ever made a video discussing different tiers of speakers? i.e. entry, mid, high-end with example. Oh, man, I need to do that. Should I do that next? I think I want to do that next. You know, those are the easy videos, actually. The review videos are the hardest because I want to make sure that I, you know, really talk about all the, you know, the pros and cons, all the details, what it does, what it doesn't do. Um, so those take a long time. But if it's about speakers I've already reviewed, that's easy. Just throw up some pictures. I'd love to do that. It's actually on my list. Another thing on my list of things to do. Yeah. So if that's, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I should it, do that. It is. It is because it, you, can you can take many angles on it because, you know, are, are they building the high end first and then dropping the technology down to the lower end mm -hmm. or are they building up from the low to the high? Just many angles on there. 
Yeah, you know why? You know why I get kind of caught up in not doing them, because there's always something new, and I always feel like, you know, I don't want to make this video that's gonna be up for who knows how long, mm -hmm. and I'm saying, all right, this is the top in this category, this and this, and then something new comes out, and I'm like, oh, that thing's actually better than those other things. Yeah. So I do have the speaker leaderboard though, which is dynamic. Um. Yeah, you'll see it on some of my videos. There's a link that says uh, speaker leaderboard, and I have all the speakers that I've reviewed previously categorized by price and type. And I still, I actually need to go in there and clean that up too because sometimes I'm, I look at it, I'm like, that doesn't belong there. All uh, right. So, yeah, good idea. All the... All Tech Geek, what's up again? Joe, your two-channel versus two, uh, four-channel Atmos and binaural demo is eye-opener for upgrading the four-channel Atmos setup. Want to see your take on front heights versus overheads. Front heights versus overheads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had this long discussion. I got I to gotta be careful because Reverend Slim is in here, and he's our, <laughs> he's our uh, Atmos expert. Yeah. So I got to be careful. So here's what I've noticed, right? I think it depends on the mix, but one issue, you know, a specific thing that I've noticed with Atmos is it depending on how it's mixed, right? So there's an Atmos demo where there's a helicopter that flies around you in a circle, right? It's only in the height speaker. So if you were able to turn off all your speakers except your height speakers, you would notice that, oh, the opposite. If you were able to turn off all your speakers, um, all of your height speakers and leave the other ones on. If you were to play that with Atmos, you shouldn't hear anything in your ear level speakers, right? So it's only in the height speakers, right? With four speakers, you can hear that it's in a circle. So this is what I noticed when I moved from two to four speakers. It goes in a circle. Okay. Square, circle, whatever. When I had two speakers, that same exact demo sounds like the helicopter was just going left to right. You know? I could not tell with the two height speakers that it wasn't going in a circle. Now, a lot of people are going to say, oh, whoops, of course. You know, how could it possibly go in a circle? With All you can do is a line, right? Um, but I would have kind of hoped that it, the Atmos would be smart enough. You know, the algorithm, not the guys that make it, but the algorithm itself would be smart enough to say, hey, you know what? You only have two speakers, so let's not keep everything in the height, height channel, right? Let's let's use the height speakers to kind of give you the perception of height, but let's use your ear level speakers because you probably have five or seven ear level speakers. Let's use that to kind of rotate around, right? Mm -hmm. Both are a compromise on having the four speakers up there, but I think that at l getting the idea that it's going around you in a circle is better. And um, again, one of the reasons why I'm kind of a fan of Oro, I can take that exact same demo. It mixes down to like 5.1 or 7.1, something like that. But Oro, the up mixer will put, you know, the sounds in the height speaker. So when it goes around, it sounds like it's going around me up high. Um, yeah. And then the other part of the question was, want to see your take on front height versus overheads. Front height versus overhead. I use front height 
because I like Oro, I still want to be able to use uh, Atmos. And Atmos is, both of them are compatible with, you know, certain degrees, right? So what you want to look for is the angle, um, not necessarily whether it's on your ceiling or wall, right? Because what you want is a particular angular separation between your ear level speaker and the height speaker, right? So that's going to change depending on how far you are from it, right? So the angle will, will change, right? If you get further away, it'll also change if your ceiling is higher or lower, right? So a lot of times your room and your ceiling height and the distance from the speaker is going to determine whether it's going to go on the wall or the ceiling. I'm talking about specifically, uh, more specifically an Atmos setup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the requirement, because the requirement for uh, for Oro is the same. You know, they recommend like 25 degrees minimum, 30 degrees is optimal. But another requirement that I have not seen from Atmos, and I could be wrong, is that the corresponding ear level speaker, uh, the height speaker should not be closer to the main listening position as the, I don't know if I said that like, the height speaker shouldn't be closer to you uh, than the corresponding ear level speaker. So Correct. Yeah. one way to, to check that is if you were to get a tape measure and measure from your seat, right, your ear to, let's say, your left speaker, right? If you were to angle that up, keep that tape measure where it's supposed to be, angle that up, right? You could use a laser, me- you know, pointer or something like that, you know, laser um, measuring thing. And uh, basically, it can't it can't be closer than that, right? So further is okay for Oro, but not closer. So I had somebody ask me, why, why would it matter if uh, your AVR can, you know, can correct for time and um, levels, right? It's just not the same, right? A speaker closer to you, your ear will be able to tell if a speaker is closer to you regardless. Our brain is just too smart. So it for oral, it should not be closer. That's it. Boom, 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 boom. Mosin again, 5.1.4 versus 7.1.4. Is it worth the upgrade? Uh, I, you do have the, the bigger room. So I would go for that. You know, if it's between that and the amp, I like I like the idea of going more channels i agree i agree yeah. definitely i think uh people forget that surround sound as a whole started first as okay i guess we can call stereo as surround sort of and then we added uh, a center and two sides and then we added the rears so we have seven base layers and then they started adding height speakers or or ceiling speakers or whatever you want to call it, uh, top speakers. Um, so I, I think we always should start with that base layer, whether it's five or seven, hopefully you can get seven. Mm. But if your room doesn't accommodate it, it doesn't accommodate it. Yeah. 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 That was a cool little history lesson too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well. and you know what's funny? I, I listened to uh, the spheres demo, I think it's called, where the you know these like huge spheres like fly past you. You remember that demo? I do not. Okay, so it's a it's a Dolby demo. Anyway, it sounds awesome. 
right? Mm -hmm. All these like huge, like they sound like they're made out of like some heavy material, metal or something like that. I don't know. But they're like bouncing around and they, they're flying past you, right? That's just like a s old 7.1 demo. Yeah. You know? And it's honestly, I think it might be more impressive than a lot of the Atmos demos. Hmm. So, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of research done. I don't know all of it, but I did link to a, a, a paper about uh, placement of speakers. You know, the experiment was, was they started with a 22.2 system, mm -hmm. you know, speakers all around you. And basically, they were just trying to figure out, like, which ones can you take away? Most people don't want 22.2 speakers, right? Which ones can you take away and still retain a lot of the sound, right? Yeah. And so they came up with a standard. And I think that's kind of where the 5.1 standard was. Like, though, that the placement of the 5.1 speakers is, is very good, considering mm -hmm. you, you have a lot fewer speakers than you did initially so and then 7.1 is a little bit better you know and oro is the best there you go <laughs> Incoming. Well, i hope you guys know i'm joking right i hope these guys know i i just i think it's the best but is it absolutely i don't know who cares i don't know it doesn't matter <laughs> i look at it as uh i look at them more as just like formats you know mm -hmm. i don't think people are really uh Hey, is MP4 the best or is uh, what's a competitor MP4? <laughs> I don't uh, even know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever that is. AVC. Um, Windows Media Player. Windows Media. Yeah, WMA. Video. Yeah, WMA. <laughs> oh man, didn't Windows used to come with like this little like like animation of like some bunny or something like that? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. What's up, Aaron? Yeah, Aaron. Aaron's around. Yeah, he should hop in. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Joe, are you ever? <laughs> Damn, I feel so guilty. I feel so guilty. Are you ever gonna do a master class on calibrating speakers and subs? Yeah. Dang, yeah. You know, I started. I started. But the other thing was like, I'm like, hold on a second. This thing that I'm doing is pretty awesome, right? Let me let me talk to these Dirac guys. Let me see who, like, you know, I would like for everybody to have access to it. That's really the, you know, I'm telling you guys the truth. I would love for the most possible people to have awesome sound, right? And so if I teach it, okay, that's cool. I don't know that as many people would want to learn it as people who would just like to have it in their system. You know, that's what I was trying to tell them. I'm like, can you guys like, is there a way that we could integrate this in your system? You know, because I want, I want it to, I want everybody to have it. Yeah. It's just not easy currently, right? It takes a long time. So there's some, there's a, you know, a learning curve. Yeah. All right. Reverend Slim is schooling me again. What are you saying? Atmos render has to leave that kind of panning for object between the two layers. Do you, know, do you understand what that means? I don't know if I do. I don't know what it's in reference to. I think it, when I was saying, oh, the helicopter demo. Oh. I was hoping that I wish that it would have uh, 
place on, some in the, the lower. Yeah. yeah, a little bit lower. <clears throat> I, I think that goes back to Jana's demonstration where when you're doing the height to um, base la- or bed layer where our ear level, um, if it was like at 0.75% instead mm-hmm. of full one up, up mm-hmm. above, yes, then it would have been a little bit in the lower level um, speakers. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's really it. I mean, it's a great demo for making sure that your height speakers are working. Yeah. You know. Um, what else is he saying? Using the lower oral placements leaves more angular gap above you. It's a compromised 30 degree front rear height leaves a whopping 120 degrees overhead imaging, which is iffy. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you, you have image smear when you get too far off uh vertical access access um i mean when you get it above you it's it's more smeary and you're listening because you're hearing it at the same time between the two ears not not you know like separated when you have a left and right speaker up front Mm -hmm. um the left and the right speaker are different distances from each ear and if you get you know even even the voice of god is somewhat doesn't make sense in in oral it doesn't I, I, make a huge difference i'll tell you yeah that. yeah it doesn't and uh i i think that's an iffy argument that he's making not saying that he's dumb he's, he's a <laughs> jeremy's a, a very smart person yeah he, he schooled me on a on a video that i posted um yeah. and uh yeah so i i don't know i i'm with you i i'm with you it's kind of like I would say an analogy would be, uh, you know, when you're wearing VR glasses, right? It needs to co- cover your peripheral vision, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't have to have a screen above you. It doesn't need to go all the way up here, right? That's almost wasted. Yeah. Why? Because you can't even see up there. Yeah. It's it, to me, it's kind of like that. Like it doesn't need, there doesn't need to be a speaker there, because our ability to perceive up there is poor yes uh that's that's what i've seen and a lot of people oh that's what that's what wilfried said um I, i've tested it you know yeah um i have a speaker right above me there there's a lot of times when i'm like is that thing even working is this thing working turn it all the way up and i yeah. hear stuff and it's still like yeah i don't know does it add or does it subtract? there's does a speaker it... up there because i have extra speakers I don't know that it makes a huge difference. And that's right right above me. Right? Very close to me, above me. It's just hard to yeah, hard to perceive anything up there. Unless um, you turn it up too loud and then then it's distracting. Unless it's yeah. And at that point I don't even know if it's the speaker hitting the top of my head more so like it's bouncing off my leather couch like hitting down here. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing that. I don't know. Um Again, they've done research on this sort of stuff. Um, a lot of people say, you know, the angles, but I don't. I guess my argument would be that speakers don't need to be placed, you know, a, a distance apart just because it's symmetrical. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't you don't want the speakers all around you just because, like, oh yeah, that looks pretty on a graph. Yeah. It should be in accordance with your hearing capability, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you see with the 5.1 standard. You'll see more speakers in the front because you can hear well there, you know? 
-hmm. and the back ones there is more of a, a gap between the the speakers in the back because we can't hear as well back there so yeah i think above us and behind us our hearing is not great hey have you guys tim have you heard the um the atmos demo that's uh that you can get from the windows store no so, i don't own a windows computer Okay, I don't either, but you, I run Bootcamp on my old Intel Mac. Okay, and, and they have uh, they have an app that you can download that lets you do like Atmos headphone stuff. You have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. um, so the Dolby headphone thing, but they also have like a bunch of demos, demos that I actually haven't seen before. That's cool. And they have one call out video. Oh my goodness! You know, like you know the typical like left speaker, you know, right speaker. Yeah. Except it sounds really good. Even when it's not, it's a 7.1.4 mix, but it sounds really good even when it's in like a five channel mix. Mm -hmm. You know, I tried it with just five channels, no, no up mixing, nothing, just down mix the five channels. And I swear to you, I, I hope you guys test it out. Go on the Windows App Store, try to find the Dolby uh, app. And I don't know how they did it, but it's very convincing. It sounds like when they say left rear height, I swear to you, it sounds like it's up there. Right? And it could be because my system is tuned pretty well. It definitely helps. But man, very convincing. It says, you know, front right height. And I had to I had to check. Is that is that thing on? What the heck? Anyway, if cool. anybody's heard that demo, comment so that other people don't think I'm crazy. Uh boom, boom, boom. Yes, Dolby. Demo Atmos are only impressive if the system is set up properly. Yeah. You know, the the issue I kind of have with that, um, I know you don't mean this, but sometimes people comment like that, and the assumption is that it's not set up properly. And, you know, I can move speakers anywhere in that room. It's a garage. Like, I don't care which holes, you know, I can make as many holes as I want up in there. Um, and I have, you know, I've moved the speakers around. There's two, There's so many holes up there, it's ridiculous. Um, I've tried them all. It doesn't matter to me whether they're on the front or back. I have some on the sides that I, you know, I have speakers up there that aren't even being used. I just don't feel like taking them down and I might want to use them. Um, you know, I know you're not speaking to me specifically, but I think it's just, I don't know. I sometimes I see people say, if it's set up, if you're, you know, you, it sounds good if it's set up properly. Like it could be that. Our setup is set up properly. We still prefer something else, you know? Hmm. That's a possibility, too. That's true. You know, like I think the assumption a lot of times, like, if you don't like Atmos, your system must suck. I've, I've seen people kind of suggest that, and it's like, mm, my system is set up pretty good. And yet, it's not as convincing as I would like it to be. You know, like Chana's system that he uses for mixing, they're on stands. He can just move them. Yep. Anywhere he wants, right? Move them, recalibrate, not a problem. Anyway. Dang. Uh, as long as I'm using heights, I will always use Oro. If I were a dedicated room with in-ceiling speaker install, I would use Atmos DTSX. Okay. Um, what else? What else? That Sphere demo is very good. Okay. I don't know if it was a Sphere demo. This was just a straight up. Oh, the Sphere's demo. Yes. Uh, he's talking about the 7.1. Yes. Uh, 
I love your, <laughs> I like your love towards Oro 3D. I think it's time to dump Akio RZ50 to then an 3800H for Oro 3D. I don't know. I don't know. If you're if you're uh, gonna put the speakers in the right place, I think it's a cool thing. If you have a lot of stuff to upmix, you know, with these Dirac guys, I I showed them some Oro demos because I had to, you know, and they were just kind of like, yeah, I get why somebody would want to use that, you know. Of course, I'm using like you know the 007 one, uh, just because I thought it's hilarious <laughs> that there's nothing happening up there, dude. Uh, Tim. I was listening to that uh, video while I was testing some stuff. Yeah. Right? The what is what is it called? 007 uh no, no time, time to, to die. die. Yep. And so I had only the height speakers on, right? Yes. All the other ones were turned off. And I swear to you like I didn't know that the video was playing for the longest time. Oh wow. There was just nothing happening and then all of a sudden they were in this club and you could hear them like talking on walkie-talkies. Is she here? Da da da. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. It's hilarious how it's like, like rarely they use the height. I like how they say it's no time for Atmos. Yes, no time for Atmos. Um, what else here? Any recommendations for cheap, free DAWs to play with Atmos Render? I'm thinking for testing and playing. If you have a Mac, uh, I guess Logic would be the way to go because you can use it. Uh, I think it comes with it. it. It's not free. No. Cheap, oh, cheap, I guess... I don't know. I think well, 200 yeah, I bucks is pretty cheap considering yeah. what it does, I guess. Because the Atmos renders, you know, I don't know how much they are. Mm, I think you may also be able to use uh, uh, DaVinci Resolve. It's a video editor, but I think you have the capability of using, uh, doing some stuff with Atmos. They're always limited, though, right? Any of the free stuff is limited. So there's always stuff that you can't do. All right. Uh, Dark C7, check out the latest video for AV Rant. They cover heights versus overhead. Atmos doesn't process them different, but DTS does. Okay, doesn't process them, but DTS does. Okay, it's best to use height setting for DTS. Yeah. Um, you know, I've noticed also, same thing I mentioned with Oro, it doesn't differentiate between surround heights and rear heights. Same thing. Um, okay. Yeah, I do watch AV Rant once in a while. I, I listen in. I, I like that uh, Rob H always is on point. Like, how does he remember so much information? It's crazy. But um, who's the Rob H and and Tom? Tom doesn't like uh, he doesn't like uh, Oro. He's very dismissive of Oro. So hmm. I have a feeling. I I kind of feel like he's he's talking about me. Like, yeah, there's like a handful. There's like three guys. He's like, there's like like you're gonna upset the three guys who like Oro. I'm like me, Tana. Okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't mind, actually. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but, 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 okay, so reverence, it's all a compromise you want to make between uh, layer accuracy versus better chance of imaging and movement overhead. Depends on which compromise you want to make. I hear you. I hear you. I understand what you're saying, bro. Yep. Because it, I guess uh, the point he's making is like, if there's movement, and the thing has to go from here all the way over there, right? Yeah. You might lose it somewhere, right? It might just sound like it appears here, and then some disappears over there. So maybe, maybe. I, I'm not. I'm not saying absolutely not, but. Uh, 
Anything else? I think we have to get going soon. It's a it's a hour twenty. We didn't even do the calls. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> See, I have too much fun doing one particular thing, and I forget to do all the other stuff. It's an issue I have. Atmos, uh, let's see. Oro 3D 5.1, 7.1, all surround sound formats are amazing when the system is set up well. Yes, thank you. Placement is key. Then some magic beans. Good save. Mark Wilson. I think it was you, Mark Wilson. Are you the one who I was like, we've been, we're talking, we're having like paragraphs of of conversations about Atmos and, and all that. I think it might have been you. I don't know. You know. Sometimes I have like a couple conversations going on at once. Um. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely talking about you. Well, I'll take that as a compliment because that's that's kind of cool. Thank you. <laughs> uh, your hair is always on point. Thanks, thanks, thanks. All right, cool. All right. So a few things. Uh, we have an audio-only version of the podcast, and you can listen to that at anchor.fm forward slash daily hi-fi. Goes live on Wednesday. Live on Wednesday. Thanks to Tim. Yep. Awesome, Tim. Um, yeah, everybody thank Tim every chance uh, you get because no, no. honestly, he deserves he de he deserves a lot. Yeah. After show, patreon.com forward slash daily high five if you want to join the after show where, uh, yeah, we're just talking all about all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I probably need to get some sleep soon. Boom. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, everybody. Magic Beans. Why is Tim not on the video? Yeah, I had troubles with my camera today. So. Hey, you're sounding good, though. You're sounding. That mic is sounding good. Yeah. So. All right. All right, guys. I don't know how to say this buy thing. How do you do that? You want to try it? No. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. What do I say? How, do, how should I end this? I don't know. We're going to have to watch it. China ending. And, and do it. Um, I don't know. Join us in the after show. If not, we'll see you next week on Monday. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.